world three days and 50 miles closer to a cure for multiple sclerosis. Whether walker or crew, veteran or new, join us as we share news and memories from MS Challenge Walk. Start your engines. It's time for another week of MS Challenge Talk. Welcome to the weekly podcast of MS Challenge Walk, a three-day, 50-mile fundraiser sponsored by the National MS Society Greater New England Chapter. My name is Ken Gagne. I am your host as we speak with veterans of the event, people who have in one way or the other participated in this grand undertaking to raise money for and awareness of multiple sclerosis. Thank you for counting yourself among our listeners. We much appreciate it. We're fewer than two months out to MS Challenge Walk. How are you doing with your training and your fundraising? I have been enjoying some of the wonderful weather that New England's been having by getting up early, on, especially on the weekends, and going for a nice bike ride. Although bicycling might not be the recommended training for somebody who is engaging in a 50-mile walk, it's perfect for me because I'm going to be on the bicycle support crew for this event. And as I've learned over the years, it's not necessarily the mileage, it's the time in the saddle. So I try to stay out on my bike for at least an hour or two to get ready for those eight- and nine-hour days that will be on the Cape Cod Rail Trail. It's a very different sort of bicycling that I do on the Cape Cod Rail Trail because I'm not going 15 to 20 miles an hour. I'm not zipping around potholes and dodging cars, waiting at stop signs and stop lights. I'm really just taking my time, chatting with people, seeing how they're doing, pulling over and walking with them if they need some company, offering them any water or drink or direction or advice that they might need, letting them know how far the rest stop is and trying to be as accurate as I can with that information lest I incur their wrath. Overall, it's a great time. I did the walk for a few years, and I certainly enjoyed that experience, but I find that I enjoy the social aspect of the walk as well, which is one of the reasons I do this podcast. And by bicycling, I get to see not just the three or four people who are maintaining my pace or the many more who are walking right past me, but I get to see everybody, all 500 walkers from the front of the line to the back. I'm zipping back and forth all day, getting to see everybody. It's a great experience and one of the highlights of my bicycling career such as it is. But enough about me. Let's talk to some other people who have their own experiences with MS Challenge Walk. We'll be speaking, as we always do, with Danielle Kemp, the director of the event for the MS Society. And then we'll be talking with a walker who is no stranger to distances, not just walking 50 miles, but coming from outside New England just to do so. Here I am again speaking with Danielle Kemp. Hi, Danielle. Hi, Ken. How are you today? Doing all right. How are you? I'm doing great, thanks. What is new in the life and world of MS Challenge Walk? Well, we've noticed some interesting social media things happening with one of our challenge walkers. Anne-Marie from Team DEA has taken a picture of her training t-shirt uh, that says, In Training for MS Challenge Walk Cape Cod, and posted it as both her profile picture and cover photo on Facebook, which is just another thing you can think of to do. It's not a direct appeal for people to give you money uh, for fundraising or anything like that, but it reminds people that you are doing the event, keeps it top of mind, and maybe something good may happen from that. Do you recommend that people do use their cover photos for appeals? I recommend that people can use a picture from Challenge or something that connotes the Challenge Walk like the training t-shirt, but it can't have a direct link to your fundraising page on it or Facebook will pull it. Ooh, that's not good. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Whenever you're fundraising, whether it's in the real world or online, you want to be respectful of the rules of the environment in which you're doing so because they're letting you do this and you want to be able to continue to do it. Mm-hmm. Any other social media tips? 
Well, if you haven't already used it, the Fundraise with Facebook app is pretty easy to install. And if you have any questions on that, you can ask me or Ken. Uh, both of us can figure it out. But it's fairly simple that you go to your participant center and click on the Fundraise with Facebook link. Um, it'll walk you through the steps of installing it for this year. And you can click whether you want it to, say, every time you get a donation, notify Facebook and your friends would see it in their news feed, or at a certain time every week, post an appeal for you. Um, so we see a lot of success with that, of people using that type tool. And there's always the Participant Center um, to send out your emails with a link automatically included that you can track whether people are opening them. That's so huge that you know who is actually opening them and who's paying attention to them and who you need to follow back up with. That's a good reminder because not everybody is on Facebook or wants to give over their private information to Facebook. So they mm -hmm. don't need to. They can just use the Participant Center that the MS Society provides. Correct. The tools are there for a reason. Please use them. And if you have any questions, ask me. I love walking people through that stuff, but it's really effective. We find the people that use the Participant Center and send out their emails to raise much more than people who don't. That's certainly been my experience. Mm -hmm. Great. Well, thanks very much for those tips. I appreciate it. Of course. My guest this week on MS Challenge Talk is the lovely and talented Jenny McKenzie of Team Hot Pack. Hi, Jenny. Hi, Ken. That's a nice intro. <laughs> and how are you today? Pretty good. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. So this is Team Hot Pack's second year with MS Challenge Walk? It is, yeah. And what brought the team together in the first place? I was diagnosed with MS about three and a half years ago. You know, I was on different medications and came back from a, a doctor's appointment, I guess, in March or April of the of before our, the walk last year. And I had a it finally had stabilized and found a medication that was working for me and said, you know what, I, I just like work with a great group of ladies. And I said, you know, I'd really like to do something and think about going on a walk. And one of my coworkers said, okay, yeah, I'll do that with you. And I was like, well, it's 50 miles. And she was like, all right. <laughs> so, um, it kind of started there. And, um, more people kept coming back into the office, and we just kept recruiting more and more teammates. And um, pretty soon, just about our entire office was ready to give up their weekend and uh, go walk from us. So that's kind of how it started. Did any of them suggest that you maybe start smaller with like a three-mile walk and then work your way up? <laughs> yeah. we. Uh, so when, after I was diagnosed, um, the the first spring um, after, I did do a local walk um, in our hometown, and some of my family and friends were there. And um, then the next year, I was, you know, feeling good, and I just decided to do the walk again, the local walk. But that year, I wanted to do a, something else, you know, to just to celebrate being healthy. So my husband and I did a half marathon, and um, we just kind of went and did it. We didn't train all that well, and we just you know, we're just going to push through it. And then um, the next year brought us to the MS Challenge Walk. So I told them, I didn't really feel like running a marathon, but and I'd rather do something with friends and, you know, have some fun. And they were just so excited. They immediately started coming up with team names and, um, you know, outfits. <laughs> that was the, the biggest thing. <laughs> and how did you settle on your team and outfit? I don't know. We, uh, I think the team name was probably more exciting. My, the one teammate, Vanessa, sat down one night, came out with 10 different options. And since the majority of us are all physical therapists and we work together, we thought one name, the hot pack, because we use hot packs, you know, made a lot of sense. And um, so we went f with that. And then um, 
you know, later somebody mentioned, let's wear knee socks. Let's do that. And, you know, we can take them off. We'll bring our regular socks. But, you know, that'd be fun to wear some knee socks. So somebody found some hot pink knee socks and that kind of, uh, you know, we started with it. And everybody, as we were walking in the actual, we didn't like train with them or anything. But as we were walking, everybody was saying, Ooh, you're going to, you know, how are those socks treating you? You know, kind of looking at us like, oh, those newcomers, they're going to, they're not going to make it till tomorrow. They're going to have blisters and all of that. And so we're like, actually, they're really comfortable. <laughs> and we, nobody, you know, we had minimal blisters and they actually like were kind of like compression socks. So we didn't really have any swelling and we wore them the entire three days <laughs> and didn't plan to, but we did. And also created a nice cohesiveness among your team. Anybody could identify a hot pack member from a mile away. That's right. <laughs> so you'll be doing that again this year? Yeah, we uh, we feel like, you know, we need to we have a little pressure on us with our uniform. <laughs> but I think we're going to stick with what we did last year. It worked, so we don't really want to change it all that much. And uh yeah, we uh you know what when you say as our team, we really stuck together the whole walk. We didn't separate. And that that was a challenge. You know, we had a girl who's 6 feet tall and a girl who's 5 feet tall, so their stride lengths are a little bit different. And, um, but we stuck together as a team and just had a lot of fun the whole time. So some of you had to slow down your pace to keep up with everybody else. Absolutely. Yep. And you know, when you're ready to just be done, that was hard. (laughs) (laughs) But what we would do is we would change leaders, you know, somebody from the back would, we'd have them go up front and be the leader and we just would keep their pace and, um, you know, and then we'd change it up so we could talk to different people on our team and, um, we did a lot of cheers that somehow um, made us laugh, you know, and, and just would crack up the whole time. And then when we would get to a, a crosswalk, we decided that we needed to stop walking and do something else. Like we would do a karaoke across the, the um, crosswalk or run or walk backwards or skip something just to break up the monotony of walking. What kind of cheers did you do? Can you do one for me now? Um, if you repeat it. <laughs> okay. All right. So let me think. Um, the first one we would do, it would be at different mile markers. So it would go, hey, hey, what do you say? Hey, like, hey, what do you say? 40 more miles. We're on our, our way. 40 more miles and we're on our way. Got no pains in my back. Got no pains in my back. Let's go hot pack. Let's go hot pack. <laughs> there you go. Ken, you're on our team. This is great. Oh, my. <laughs> Well, thanks. I appreciate that. But towards the end, we got one more. Another yeah. one. Yep. Do I have to repeat this one too? Uh, yes. Okay, let's hear it. <laughs> All right. I don't know what I've been told. I don't know what I've been told. But this MS walk is getting old. But this MS walk is getting old. I got blisters on my feet. I got blisters on my feet. And I'd like to take a seat and i'd like to take a seat that happened you know towards the end of the walk when people <laughs> were getting a little delirious yeah i can imagine that uh, you start getting a little loopy around mile 45 or so exactly <laughs> it sounds like you'd probably get along great with the general have you met him on the trail yes we love the general who doesn't love the general oh my gosh like, what a pleasant surprise yeah he, uh, <laughs> he's just so sweet to you know give up his time and um support us and he just, you know, always made us laugh and coming around with his music and he'd say, I'm dedicating this one to you. And just, you know, it just like lifts your spirits as soon as you see him. Mm-hmm. But when you get up close to him, he can actually be very 
intense and in a quiet way. Yes, very. Yeah. Yep. Very very sweet inspirational story and you know that he's supporting his wife in a way that you know that she can't so it's um it just really is a a nice he's just a nice man just like all your coworkers support you absolutely absolutely now it is a team mostly of coworkers not family um yeah so last year there were 8 of us and um the majority we were all coworkers and my college roommate joined us weren't most of your teammates last year college classmates oh we graduated from Ithaca all different times um but yeah we all most of us went to Ithaca College we this year some of the team isn't coming back just because it's it's hard you know taking away time from your family and it's um in upstate New York it's the first week of school and so it's just a really difficult time to break away but this year my cousin is joining us and um another team member's sister from Florida so we got a you know, some of the core group, and then we have a new, couple new additions. And they're coming from all over the country. They are, yeah. And you yourself, you're not exactly from around here. You're not in New England. Right. We're in upstate New York, so um, a little town called Elmira. So last year, we uh, decided to drive, and um, we, we ended up, one of the team members has this really amazing, she calls it a conversion van, and um, her family and other families um, use this van to go on vacations. And I think it's like, it looks like a 1980s van. It's carpeted from floor to ceiling inside, and it's amazing. So we drove um, from our, our, our the hospital that we all work, um, work at, and we drove to Norwich. Well, that week, we had severe flooding. Um, and so we didn't even know if we were going to be able to make the walk. Because we all of the roads were closed and highways were shut down. So, but that day we made the decision we were just going to try to get to that van. Because if we got to the van, then we could find our way somehow to you know to the walk. And um, so we got there and we decorated our van, and, and we had you know MS Challenge walk. Here we come, you know, on the on the windows, and it was just really fun. So that van also became our you know in the morning we would end up pumping music and getting to the start line to, you know, try to forget how achy we were feeling. And um, we would step off of the van and be so stiff. And we'd kind of laughed and said that it, on the side, instead of saying MS challenge walk, it looked like the Miss challenged walk. <laughs> it looked like we could hardly walk. But, yeah. It kind of reminds me of the mystery machine that the Scooby-Doo gang drove around in. Yes. <laughs> Now, since you are in upstate New York, that means that you don't necessarily have access to all the fundraising and training opportunities that the Greater New England chapter sponsors. How does that challenge you or limit you in any way? Well, you know, we've been, we do our own walks on weekends and whoever can join on our team joins and, you know, you just try to, we do the best that we can. Um, And we've been hosting our own fundraising uh, parties and doing our own you know, letters and personal emails and using the participation center. But yeah, I mean, like you kind of miss out on some of that stuff, but it's kind of cool. Once you get to the walk, you're like, oh, you're part of the blister buddies or, hey, how'd your event go? And then you get new ideas. Um, We learned a lot from walking with people last year about, you know, things that we could do this year. 
So, you yeah, know, we kind of do some grassroots fundraising. We had a lemonade stand last year um, at a local business, and we would just ask for donations for lemonade. And it was amazing because on a Saturday, just for a couple hours, you know, we could pick up a hundred bucks wow. towards a block selling lemonade. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, we did a little mini golf day and um, 50-50 in a raffle. Um, and we, we used some other local events. There's a local golf tournament, um, and they ended up donating a significant amount of money to our walk last year. This year, um, we decided to, we did a psychic party already, which was a lot of fun. And what exactly is that? Well, we invited a small group of people. We sold tickets, um, and I, we kept the cost pretty low. It was $40 a ticket to go to the psychic party. And um, we just had some food, and the uh, the psychic, she ended up just kind of giving readings to everybody in this group. So it was kind of like a family, you know, we all sat around in, in couches, and you listened to everybody else. It was a lot of fun, a lot of laughs, and um, we ended up making $400 from the show. So it was a, just a, a great night. We had fun doing it. It took minimal effort to organize we decided those are the types of things we like to do <laughs> so we can have fun doing them. And, you know, you really don't have to put a ton of effort into organizing a huge event. But, you know, I guess probably more likely you end up get a smaller amount of money from it if it's a smaller event. But it just worked for us and how, how we're doing things. So, And especially those smaller amounts, they do add up. They do, definitely. Well, it sounds like you're being very creative and doing more than just you know, putting posters in a, in a window or sending out letters, all these different fundraising ideas you have, they're great. What's, what sort of new things are you going to try this year? So my, um, my boss is also one of the walkers on my team. And, and <laughs> just the other day I told her about our latest one. And um, I said, okay, Michelle, we are, um, we're at a new fundraiser. And I started kind of laughing. And she's like, what do I have to do? What do I have to do? All right. You know, I'm walking 50 miles. I um, came to a psychic party that I was really nervous about. She's like, what's this next one? What do I have to do? And I told her that um, actually my husband's aunt is um, hosting a party at a local restaurant and they do different fundraisers. And one is having a drag show. So they are selling tickets, and um, we're doing raffles in the 50-50, and so we're going to go to a drag queen show. That's going to be our newest one. <laughs> you know, between that and the psychic party, I think you're setting out to just offend everybody. <laughs> no, not at all. We're really excited. This group, um, they, they really wanted to help, our, help the National MS Society and support our team, and they're donating – all of the ticket sales, all of the money from the raffles, all of their tips to our team. And I, apparently the last event that they did raised almost $3,000. So we were like, absolutely, let's do this. So That's impressive. Yeah, we're, we're just really excited to you know have a fun time and it'll be great. Now, how come when I look at your team roster online, it looks like you've met your minimum and none of your teammates have raised a dime? <laughs> Um, I don't know. Do you want me to call them? Um, <laughs> so we kind of, you know, obviously it's it's much easier for myself to fundraise. I have a very personal connection to MS and 
very easy to get my family and friends to donate. Easier for me to ask people for money than somebody who's walking for me. And I've never met any of these other people that they're asking. So it, it is hard. And um, so we kind of take this team approach to fundraising. That's why we do different events, because it doesn't really, for me, I don't really care how much I personally raise. You know, we're just kind of doing it as a team. And we want to meet our team uh, requirement and hopefully exceed it. Last year, we we ended up raising almost $17,000, so we're just kind of plugging away at it and, and seeing where we go. And, and a couple team members had a hard time raising 250 so, you know, it's it's a balance, and we decided just we're going to do this as a team. I don't want anybody to, you know, have to feel uncomfortable, and it is a hard thing to ask people for money, definitely. Well, one of the reasons that they might not show any fundraising on their online roster is because if they receive checks that they haven't entered into their online participant center, that won't be reflected until they actually mail the check in. Right. Yep. And like our psychic party, our check hasn't been mailed in yet. So even though you can record it in your account, it doesn't actually show up to, you know, until the money is received. And do you mail that to the New England chapter or the New York chapter? Yeah, the money goes right to the to the New England chapter, but then at the end of the walk, they end up seeing how many people were from upstate New York, and that portion comes back to our local um, chapter. And this is a fairly new collaboration. I don't think the New York chapter has actually promoted the New England Challenge Walk up until a year or two ago. Right, yeah, the first time I saw it was last year. There were a couple little things that, uh, some tweaks that were adjusted because when, so if some, say my mom gave a donation and it would come back, she did it online and it would come back and say, thank you, you know, your support to the greater New England chapter is much appreciated. And so a couple of people said, oh, you know, I thought it was going to go to our local chapter, which it did, but it just didn't end up saying it in the email response that was all formulated before, um, you know, we started doing our fundraising so they did change that, and you know, I think we found a couple little tweaks, some adjustments to be made along the way um, that improved the way that people who aren't walking, who are making donations, see how it affects their local area. You know, and I, I think it's, and we're really happy to be included into the walk in New England. Not only is it a beautiful walk, and you know, to get out to Cape Cod, but there really isn't anything else besides local events that happen. But this is a big scale. And I think that we were able to recruit more, you know, more dollars and, and more participants, um, just because it is such a, a challenge and um, fun and an adventure. And I, I think people are more excited and, you know, more involved in your participation in this kind of walk, because it's such a, a long event. And it's not just a little five mile or a three mile. Right. They know that you're serious about this. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's great that most people have to overcome the challenges of both fundraising and training. And in addition, on top of all that, you and your team have to overcome geography. And you certainly haven't let that stop you. You made quite the splash at your first challenge walk. And it's great that you're coming back. (laughs) <laughs> oh, we had so much fun. And I'm just, you know, we're looking forward to that massage tent at the end of the walks. And, um, you know, after hydrating all day for a beer and a glass of wine, <laughs> at the end. <laughs> you'll have earned it. We have earned it. Great. Well, I look forward to seeing you on the trail this September, you and your team. Great. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. 
Thank you for a wonderful interview, Jenny. I honestly did not expect to be chanting along with you and your team, and I'm sure the audience didn't expect to hear me singing on this podcast. I wish I could say it's the last time you'll hear me sing. Let's take a look at the event calendar for MS Challenge Walk. We have some training and fundraising opportunities coming up. This week, that means the Bean Team's second annual Crawl for a Cure. This event is being held on July 21st. It's a Saturday, starting at 3 p.m. at 33 Union Street in Boston. That's Patty O's, the bar. And this is a fundraiser for Team Bean Team, who is inviting you to join them as they make their way from bar to bar throughout the Faneuil Hall area. They'll be visiting Patios, The Black Rose, Coogan's, and Josie McIntyre's. Or is that Jose McIntyre? The event is $30 per person and $50 for a couple. All proceeds go right to their fundraising. That's all for this week. Again, I encourage you to maintain your training and your fundraising as we come down to the wire. Anytime fine weather presents the opportunity to get outside and get the muscles moving, take advantage of it because you never know when a hurricane might hit next. Until next time, this is Ken Gag. Thanks for listening. This has been MS Challenge Talk. Find more episodes, read our blog, or send feedback by visiting us on the web at www.challengetalk.org.